Hey guys, how are we getting on? Hope we're all good. Welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 60. Hope we're all having a fantastic Wednesday, maybe even Friday, whatever day that you're listening to, uh, and a really good week and all is good on your end. So really enjoying um, making podcasts again, to be honest. It's really nice just having the, the podcast studio here in work. Um, if you haven't listened to the last episode, maybe the one prior to that as well. Um, I've started in a like a wee workspace, kind of like communal um, workspace area. And they have like a cool podcast studio at the moment, which you can book out, um, which I'm going to try and do a little bit more frequently. Do some cool content for, for all, all, all you guys who do follow me on Instagram. If you don't, uh, Josh Can Conditioning, definitely give me a follow. I have lots of cool content. Content, lots of cool value and all that kind of stuff coming soon as well. So this one is going to be a short and sharp episode, but it's something I've, I've discussed, which pretty much is most of my podcast <laughs> topics and titles. What have I discussed with my team and my clients this week? And if they're thinking, I'm sure a lot of you guys are too. That's going to mean, that's going to be five reasons why maybe we're not making as much progress as we want to be making. Okay. So number one, I think that the answer, to, the answer to most kind of questions like this is going to be not really having a concrete goal in mind. And when you don't have a goal, you can't reverse engineer those goals to create the actions necessary to achieve said goal. Okay. So that might be a lot of words just thrown in there, but pretty much what I'm trying to say here is with no direction and vision, you can't break that down into micro goals that you need to be doing on a day-by-day basis. And when we are just focused on you know, I'm just going to get leaner or I'm just going to lose weight or I'm just going to get fitter. Maybe that's not specific enough for you. You know, maybe we need to really get down to the nitty gritty and say, I want to lose 10 kilos in the next 12 weeks. That means I need to be losing 0.8 kilos a week or in and around. That means I need to be having these calorie set points and this amount of output on a week to week basis. That means that if I'm not achieving that goal, I need to speed up the deficit process to this, that and this. And then you can start to see that we actually have a little bit more clarity and specificity on what needs to be done, not every month, not every week, but but every day. Do you know, if you're not making the progress you want, it's either keep doing what we're doing at the moment, or let's get really down to the nitty gritty of what you want to achieve. You know, I have these conversations all the time with clients openly, and then sometimes ask them to jump onto a specific call, you know, to say, let's actually break this down. Let's say, why aren't we making the progress that you've you've asked for? You know, and that, that, that means a lot to me. Do you know, I'm incredibly invested in the process, and um, probably even more so than most of my clients, to be honest, which is maybe a good thing or a bad thing. But being invested in the process means that that we care, you know, and we really try to break down why are we not achieving the goal that we set out? Why are we not achieving the goal that you came to me for? And most of the time, it's because we don't understand the actions required to achieve that goal on a day-by-day basis. Okay, so that's number one for us. Number two is going to be probably, probably the most common one as well, is going to be just inaccuracy with nutrition. Do you know, inaccuracy meaning, you know, we have Monday to Friday is all good, you know, and then Saturday and Sunday we let loose and then we repeat this process. Okay. Where if you thought about, you know, your time in work, okay. And if I was to say to you that your performance on a, on a yearly basis, let's just reduce 30% of that or 29% specifically. Okay. Would that be satisfactory for your boss each year? You know, if we reduce that amount of workload that you're doing, 30%, the answer is probably not, right? 
The same thing is with a, a dieting phase. If we're losing two out of seven days, that's 29% of the week that you're losing every single week. If you're in a dieting phase now at the moment and you're really adhering it for five days in a row, you blow out calories for the other two days and each week your average of scale it is identical. Uh, you're not making progress, which is the, the point of this podcast, of course. Maybe reflect back on it and say, are we giving it absolutely everything? I just made a post today about turning frustration into motivation. And the only way that you can do that is by getting results. And what is the only way you can do, what only way you can get results? Bring in absolute accuracy. So maybe just reflect that and say, look, I'm not achieving the goal that I want. You know, I'm not achieving enough fat loss per week. I'm not losing that 0.8 kilos because I have that for my goal. Maybe reflect and say, are we doing the do in terms of nutrition? Are you nailing the week? Are we missing days? Are the extra slice of toast creeping in or a bagel or a couple of cookies or whatever that it is? Are we tracking everything? And the likelihood is that we probably aren't and things that are slipping in and we're going out for meals and we're not tracking them correctly and we're, we're kind of under budgeting how much the meal is and we should probably be over budgeting it. That's probably where the the, the kind of the fault lies. That's where the problem lies. So definitely go and reflect on that. Then also ask yourself, like, are your targets unsustainable? Are they unadherable for you? Are you trying to do a 1500 calorie day and then blowing out 4000 calories for two days a week and just ebbing and flowing between accuracy and inaccuracy? What if we just said, let's just run 2000 calories every day? Maybe that might be more adherable for you and much more sustainable long term. So definitely think about that going forward. Because having a full-time goal with part-term efforts, I actually listened to a podcast yesterday, I think, and it had a really good phrase in it. So I think of my budget, this. I actually should have written this down. It's like looking for a champagne. Oh God, I am butchering. <laughs> I am butchering it now. I think it's, it said like looking for champagne results on, you know, uh, God, I actually have completely butchered this. I'm going to leave this in as well because it's, it's shocking on my end. Champagne um, uh, goals with like orange juice or lemonade um, actions, something like that on that, that end. Let's just pretend that that just didn't happen for the last 30 seconds, okay? And what I'm trying to say is that we're looking for a full-time goal, but by putting in part-term efforts. Do you know, and that's never going to happen. You know, you're never going to get to a promotion in work if you're just putting in 50%. You know, you're never going to be able to get to that next level. And with body composition and fat loss, you can't get to that next level unless we're putting in all effort. Fat loss, you know, and body composition development is the only thing on planet Earth, I believe, that you can't cheat. You can't fluke it. I went out and played a game of golf earlier. I fluked a few putts. They just dropped in from long distance, you know. Fat loss, you can't fluke it. You can't just say, oh, you know what? Like I had a couple of meals out this week. I might just wake up a new low. Doesn't happen. So we need to be putting in that effort and, and level of execution. Then also think, how can we manage the weekend a little bit better? If we are that week, kind of weekend warrior, backloading meals. So actually one thing as well, I've just created a new, off the back of this as well, a kind of a complete run through guide of how to manage social weekends and keep making progress. It's in my free community group, which I'll drop a link in here as well. If it's, if, uh, and if you want to go even further, it's in the link in my bio, join the free community, lots of free mini webinars and you know PDFs and transformation blueprint handbooks, and all this kind of stuff in there which you can definitely go and have a look at uh, and learn a little bit from that as well. But the main things we kind of touch on is going to be like backloading your meals, just preempting a meal out. I think this is so important. On a Saturday, especially when I'm dieting or when food is lower, 
I'll wake up and have an egg white omelette, even though in my plan it's two bagels and eggs, I'll still just have an egg white omelette because on Saturday, you know, this Saturday, or let's say um, this Friday, I have no plans at all. Okay, so I think that I'm not going to get asked to go out for a meal or, you know, a last minute birthday party or something like this. But what if I just go about my day then and then last minute I get a message going, hey, Josh, like we're having this, you know, engaging party last minute kind of thing or a birthday party or a meal out. Rather than me saying, oh, you know, I can't go out, like I can't fit that into my plan. I've preempted this already. I've had my egg white omelet. I've had a chicken salad. I've had some, you know, 5% beef mince and sweet potato. I have, you know, a thousand calories plus for the evening meal. And then if someone does drop me a message to say, do you want to come out? Like I can say, yeah, I can, I can fit that in. Worst case scenario, you have a delicious final meal then because you have loads of calories to play with. So preempt these kind of things. Keep to cal- you know your calories and protein tracking only for that specific day. You don't need to get into absolute accuracies with trying to measure how many grams of you know potato was on the plate and things like this. Just try and track with protein calories only, and then just clever meals out. You know, you having pizza and lots of focaccia bread and, you know, having a, an ice cream sundae to finish the meal rather than having a steak, chips and no sauce. One, one there is going to be, in my opinion, a much, much better meal in terms of being in line with your goals from a fat loss perspective because it's less calories. And the pizza and the ice cream are going to be much, much higher calories, not, e- not even crazy satiety as well for, for those calories given, okay? So lots of stuff for us to do, preempting meals, backloading your meals to the, to the, uh, to the end of the day. Just tracking calories and protein only, so don't get too too uh, bogged down with that. And just clever meals and drink selection when you're out. You know, having lo- six pints, which is you know two fifty a pint, twelve fifty calories. Um, excuse me, f- uh, fifteen hundred calories. Excuse me, poor math. Versus six six um, gin and slim and tonics or vodka sodas is going to be three sixty calories. One of those is going to be much more in line with your goals. Okay, so really have a think about that. That for me is probably the, hence why we spent a little more time on it. That's where, that's where progress is. It's the accuracy of nutrition. If you're struggling from a fat loss perspective, the likelihood is something that I've just discussed there is a little bit out of line. More likely that your overall calorie targets for the whole week aren't accurate enough. Is that due to unsustainability or we're just not, we're getting stuck because we're not preempting meals and we're getting caught last minute by a friend texting us and we have to go out then and then we overconsume calories? Or is it just from a, do you know, a, Uh, you know, a mindfulness perspective when we get out for that meal. We're just not selecting meals that are in line with our goals. Let's have a little bit of think about that one. I'm just going to grab a sip of water here, lads. Excuse me. Very, very hot in Melbourne today. So in terms of number three, we're looking at training then. Why isn't our training progressing as much? The likelihood here is, again, it's probably a little bit lackluster. And the main thing and main kind of terms, like how much intensity are you putting into sessions? How much effort are you putting into sets? What's the proximity to failure looking like? You know, there's a nice phrase that if your reps ain't slown, you ain't grown. Okay, that didn't really sound, sound great coming out of my mouth. But that's the phrase overall. If your reps aren't slowing, you aren't growing. And what that means is that if your proximity to failure is, is too big, i.e. let's say for instance you're you know you would have failed like mechanically failed as in you could not physically do another rep of incline bench press let's say for 12 reps if you're finishing on you know seven eight reps nine reps or so 
you're too far away from where that, that kind of failure point is. We ideally want to be getting to around two RIRs, where I kind of like to shoot for. Two RIR meaning that there's two reps left in the tank, one rep left in the tank, or zero reps left in the tank. If you're not getting close towards that, especially for individuals who are well advanced, who have good good amount of muscle tissue in your frame, you need to train harder and harder and harder every single year. The intensity that I had last year would not cut the mustard this year. The intensity that you had last year won't cut the mustard this year because your body adapts. And to create further adaptation for muscle growth, we need to be doing things we've never done before. That means training harder and then harder and harder and getting closer to failure, lifting heavier loads, loads you've never lifted before, scary weights. That's the phrase that I like to use with clients. And if you feel like you're not progressing muscle, you're, you're not progressing um, from muscularity standpoint, and you're in a surplus, by the way, obviously if we're in a deficit, we're not going to be facilitating growth. If you're finding that you're in a surplus and you're feeling you're just gaining body fat quickly and you're not gaining muscle tissue to the, 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 the amount that you want, the likelihood is that your training is just nowhere near where it needs to be. You're not simulating muscle tissue enough for it to give that surplus something to do. And that's the key for it. Slow rate of gain via a, a, sl a small surplus and also proximity to failure and training progression as well. Number four, and that's probably going to be, you know, causing number two and three to fall off is going to be poor recovery, poor quality sleep and high stress um, and these variables just not being where they need to be. And this just feeds into point two and three, because if you're under recovered, if you're if you're feeling really fatigued, if your sleep was poor and your stress is high, what does that lead to? Really low energy. What does your body crave? Energy. What is the unit of energy? A calorie. So when you're fatigued, I, oh, I see it so often, I can literally see it plain as day in my sheets. The days where my clients get, you know, five hours sleep and 40% quality are the days where the calories are higher. The, day, the next day, the calories are higher. You know, the days where they're getting eight hours sleep and good quality, you know, the calories are where they need to be. Or they miss a session or they miss a cardio session. Their steps are 6K instead of 10K on those days. So really have a think about that because a recovered body is a responsive body from a muscle growth perspective, but it also means that it's it's much easier for you to adhere to targets when you're recovered, stress is low, and sleep is in a good spot. The same, of course, is going to mean from a training standpoint. When you're under-recovered, your sleep is poor and your stress is high, is your body, does it have high readiness to train? Is it ready to perform? Is it, is it would you, would you go into, you know, um, you know the, the Olympics final of, of sprinting or whatever event, if you were under-recovered, high stress and poor sleep? No, of course not. You'd want to get good sleep, high recovery and low stress. The same is for the session. Maybe my training session isn't anywhere near as high level as what an Olympic event is going to be like. Of course it's not. But you should treat it like it is. Treat it like it's the World Cup final. Treat it like it's the Olympic, you know, um, final or Olympic, yeah, final round or something like this. Because if you don't and you're under-recovered, it's going to lead to poor quality training. And if you're going up in scale weight and gaining weight on a week-to-week -week basis, but your training is lackluster, poor, and it's not creating the stimulus that you want, hey, presto, that's a first-class ticket to fat gain and minimal muscle growth itself. The final point, and a really important point I want to note, is going to be, is our environment and lifestyle set up for our goal at hand at the moment? 
So ask yourself, you know, do you have the correct environment for, let's say, for instance, you're in, in a fat loss, fat loss phase. However, you, you're, you know, going on two holidays over the next, and let's say, for instance, we just start a, a fat loss phase now, okay, and we're doing it for, trying to do it for 16 weeks, we're trying to shed 10 kilos or so. But then you're going on a, a ski holiday on, you know, November 28th for two weeks, and Christmas is an unbelievably social time for you and your family, where you have multiple nights out, multiple parties, etc., work parties. Is that the right environment to set up for a fat loss phase? Probably not, okay? Maybe if we can, you know, find mindfulness ways to work around these events, etc., we could get some progress. Maybe that might be a better option to do a maintenance phase right now or keep improving in a surplus and then run a fat loss phase come January 1st. Okay, that might be a better option. The second thing might be, you know, like I said there a second ago, are you, you know, the kind of person who wants an amazing physique transformation, but it's out partying, you know, three times a week, staying up late, under-recovered, rolling into work, you know, poor quality training sessions, missing meals, you know, having four meals out every single week, dinners out, which spikes calories high. Is that the right environment for phallus phase or a muscle growth phase for that matter, to be honest? Maybe not. You know, do you have the, the accountability from someone, a coach, to say, you know, this is what we need to be doing to achieve that goal? Or are we just kind of winging it now at the moment? So may, hopefully this gets the point across them. We need to think deeper than just, you know, you know, nutrition plan, training plan. We need to be thinking about our environment. We need to be thinking about our lifestyles. You know, are we in a, you know, a place that, you know, we can actually cook meals consistently and be accurate to plan and get our cardio sessions done and get our training sessions done and recover enough for the weekend and not completely blow ourselves out on a, on a sat, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and a Thursday. You know, that's that's things that you need to think about because it's frustrating when you're putting in some a good bit of effort and you're achieving no result. What does that lead to? Frustration. And that's what's going to happen if we don't have the correct environment and lifestyle in place. So with that said, guys, that's going to leave... That's going to finish up this week's episode. Um, five key points there for us to really think about if we aren't making progress. I don't really like these podcasts that much because they're more negative, because you, you will be listening to this if you're not making progress. But at the end of the day, I've said this many times this week in clients and many times every single month, I'm sometimes not the coach that we we want but the coach that, you know, I'm not the coach that cl my clients want sometimes. I'm, I'm the coach my clients need. And you can't just always say, oh, yeah, you're doing really well. You're doing really well every single week and just kind of buttering everyone up. When actually sometimes we need to say, okay, we aren't making the progress that we need. Let's really reflect on this and use this as an opportunity. And hopefully this podcast now sparked you to maybe, maybe really, maybe really, to really reflect and say, maybe we aren't putting in the effort that you think that you are. Maybe we need to be a little bit tighter on these variables going forward. If you have any questions at all, guys, please, of course, let me know. If anyone is interested in joining the team coaching-wise, I'm going to link, uh, going to leave some links in there and um, for you to book in a free call after an application process. I'll also leave the free community group, etc., in there as well. And make sure you keep sharing this on your stories, guys. I really, really do appreciate this. And, uh, and we'll catch you in the next one.